what's going on, Los Angeles? Welcome back to the Rams Skinny here on the LA Football Network. We are live on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, talking all things your playoff Rams with my main man. We've already spoken since the new year happened, but happy new year once again to you. The man with the plan, a beautiful wavy hair, always dressed to impress Ryan Skinny T. Anderson. What's up, brother? How we doing? Oh, I'm doing really good, man. Week 18, it's here. It's upon us. The season is over, basically. <laughs> Can you believe it? It it seems like uh, when you're in the slog, when you're in the middle of it, uh, you know, it's uh, it seems never ending. But man, wow, what a flash. It's just gone by. And like you said, uh, you know, just a few weeks ago, everybody was talking about how these Rams – uh, maybe not win, might not even win a couple of games. Might be uh, in the Caleb Williams Bowl uh, for picking him. And and uh, look look at us now. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look yeah. at us. Who would have thought? Right. I got I got a shout out shout out a compliment for you. Uh, looking good in the Henley, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. True Classic Tees, one of my favorite brands. We needed we need a sponsorship. True Classic, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, I got lots of TrueClassicTees.com. They're great. Great value. Great comfort. Great fit, but thank you. Appreciate the oh, shout out. Nice awesome. little uh, three button, show off little chesties. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like I was filling out our our radio row form as we've gone to radio row the last three years, and you know, just figured like, yeah, it's in Vegas. We'll we'll see if it's worth going. Might as well throw our hat in the ring, and if it's out worth going, you know, we went to Phoenix last year with none of our teams there, and here we are now. I'm like, are the Rams going to be in Vegas, or like, <laughs> are we actually going to be covering a team the Super Bowl now? We don't need to get ahead of ourselves yet we got a week 18 now and then a date in the first round with a team <laughs> excuse me with someone we'll talk about so fun show for everyone today i know it's the backup bowl so we're going to talk some other things we're not going to just d- deep dive a preview because it really doesn't i mean it means something for the rams they can be they're the six seed right now if they lose they could fall to the seven seed um so it does mean something but you know playing carson wentz no Cooper Cup, no Aaron Donald, no Kyron Williams, no Ernest Jones. So, you know, it's going to be up to the backups to see if they can win. And obviously, San Francisco doing the same thing with Sam Darnold and others. So we're going to talk Pro Bowl. Just announced yesterday, Rams see four players get into the Pro Bowl. Were there any snubs? So we'll talk about that. Well, we will do a little talk about the backup bowl, uh, Wentz versus Darnold. We're going to talk a little bit about this new NFLPA vote rankings of coordinators. Our guy Raheem Morris comes in towards the top of the list. Always got to shout out Raheem. And what am I missing, Skinny Team? Am I missing something, or did I did I hit everything we're going to talk about? Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's everything. Some of the like some of the depth some of the depth guys that we were excited to see get some uh, playing time. I, I think. Yeah. I feel like there's something else, but anyway, it'll probably cut me while we're talking. But uh, so excited to get down to it. Show is always brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app on the App Store or Google Play. When you go to make your first deposit, if you haven't done it already, crazy. We'd love to see you guys sign up. Use our promo code RAMSLAFB. Minimum is 10 bucks. You can go up to 100 and they're going to match it. So you get a Rams LAFB, all one word. You get matched up to $100 to play with for free. The pick is a blast. Pick two to five players across any sport. Pick the over, the under. That's all they got to do, and you win. Very simple, a lot of fun. Win some money, and it's legal here in California. So all of our Rams fans here on the West Coast that we don't get to do any of the legal sports betting, this is legal. Underdog Fantasy. Tell them the guys at the Rams Skinny sent you. 
Skinny T, let's start, I guess, with, uh, what do you want to start with? Pro Bowl? Yeah, let's start with the Pro Bowl. That's the best news. Okay, yeah, let's start with the Pro Bowl. So, your Los Angeles Rams Pro Bowl members include Matthew Stafford. We've talked about it. Should be an MVP candidate. Very well uh, worth. I think it's only his second Pro Bowl nod, which is insane. Um, Kyron Williams missed four games. He's going to miss a fifth one being held out uh, in this one. So, only played 11 games. Second leading in rushing, makes the Pro Bowl. What a year for Kyron Williams. You did a great article comparing him to Todd Gurley on LA Football Network, lafbnetwork.com, if you guys want to check that out. Puka Nakua, the phenom who should win Rookie of the Year. We've talked about it. Um, he was voted as well in the Pro Bowl. And then, of course, the great one, Aaron Donald. So, Skinny T, let me ask you first, your thoughts on these four making it. And then any uh, any snubs on our Rams that didn't quite make it? What do you think? You know, we've mentioned it several times. A lot of people had no, uh, didn't think that uh, Matthew Stafford was a, even a top 10 quarterback. Uh, so mm-hmm. top three in the NFC, according to uh, players, coaches, and fans. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's really impressive. I, I did not know that this is, is only uh, second second time going to the Pro Bowl. That's, pretty, that's a pretty incredible thing for such a long career and, the amount of stats that he's really put up and that's yeah. Uh, so I'm, 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 I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm very glad that we've got some validation that it's fantastic that we've got that validation that, uh, <laughs> wow, he actually is a really good quarterback. <laughs> just as, just yes. like we said, all, all along Puka Nakua, just historic, historic year, uh, Aaron Donald, 10th, 10th, uh, uh, voting in, uh, to the pro bowl in a row. Um, so that's pretty incredible. Um, Kyron Williams is the one that's just the shocker. And I think that's the pleasant surprise, uh, that, you know, he is, he is the Rams offensive identity. He's what really got this, uh, team going in the right direction. Once, uh, uh, they got the running game figured out and came back from injury. That's when everything started to click for him. So as good as everybody else has been playing, he's the one. He's the glue that really holds holds it all together. And uh, just fantastic that uh, getting some national recognition as well, just because he was low low round draft pick. Uh, you know, coming out of Notre Dame, not a lot of people had really heard of him. Not definitely not uh, getting the hype of of uh, of the running backs. So yeah, what are your thoughts uh, on these guys getting the uh, getting the honor? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald, obviously, always a shoe in. Anytime I think he puts the the helmet on, uh, he's pretty much a lock at Pro Bowl. He's just that good, and he's had a underrated year, right? Like, I think a lot of people have forgotten about him in a sense. He doesn't get a lot of talk anymore like he used to, just because when you're that great, it's just the expectation. And so he just does it week in and week out. And, you know, we've talked Kobe Turner. Kobe Turner could have been a potential pro bowler. Obviously we've talked about him being defensive rookie of the year, but a lot of what Kobe Turner, and I'm not taking anything away from him and the coaching and and his work ethic, but a lot of what he is able to do and the success that he has, you have to obviously credit a little bit to Aaron Donald, because that's how good he is. And when he's taking double and triple teams on constantly, it's going to free up other guys. And Kobe Turner is obviously taking advantage of that. So Aaron Donald, the lock, um, I don't need to talk too much more on, on Stafford. Just what a fantastic year he's had, you know, unfortunate to see the two interceptions last week, but since the buy has just been absolutely on fire, willing this team, the, the, not that they were reports. It was more of pillow talk from his wife, but the, the snowball effect that everyone ran with that he wasn't connecting with his teammates and seemed too old for this. And then just couldn't like get along with the guys. Like clearly 
that was all erroneous and not actually newsworthy. It was more of just a wife having fun on a podcast because clearly, you know, he's the leader of this team and he has the ear of the entire offense and um, obviously still is one of the best arm talents in in all of football. So it, it's great that, like you said, the validation of us defending him almost a year ago to the day in Phoenix at the Super Bowl. And here we are now a year later, and he's a pro bowler and led this young Rams team to the playoffs. So uh, I'm going to shut the name. I, I We want to get, we got to get Adam Beasley and Arif on here to have a little crosstalk, you know, because they were the ones really boo-hooing the, uh, <laughs> the Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Great guys. Love those guys. Um, have seen them and always have fun with seeing them. But yeah, it was a fun, spirited, boozy drink on a uh, Tuesday evening in Phoenix, and it looks like we won. Stafford's in the Pro Bowl, Rams are in the playoffs. Um, Kyron Williams, fantastic. I mean, he's he's become, I think, a fan favorite, rightfully so. Just actually home run draft pick. What's so fun about these young guys, and besides their play on the field, and besides their work ethic, is that they all have such, and this sounds like so cliche because it should be obvious, but when you hear these guys talk skinny, it's like they all have such a love for the game and a fun for the game. When you hear Puka Nakua, when you hear Kyron Williams interviewed, and they're just like, I'm just having a ball, I'm having a blast, giving it my all every day, every play, doing all the right things. Like I, I think it was in the early in the season, it was when Cam Akers, I think, was still with the Rams, and Kyron Williams just said, I'm going to do whatever Coach McVay asks of me as a running back. If that's block, if that's run, if that's catch, like I want to be the best running back in this system for McVay. And you see it in the way he plays and in the way he talks. And they've definitely drafted a style of player in terms of fitting uh, schematically and talent-wise, but they also drafted a type of player in personality traits and character and integrity and, and just joy that we've seen from McVay and this team. And Kyron Williams exudes that. And then the last guy, Puka Nakua, obviously exudes that. Um, he just has, you know, the, the, the hair of a, of a Phoenix, of a, of a glorious uh, <laughs> mystical creature and just a, a smile that radiates throughout the room. And, you know, I gotta, I gotta show this real quick since we're talking Puka Nakua here, we just launched a uh, oh, yeah. Puka Nakua t-shirt on the LA football network. So go and get yours um, today. <laughs> Repping that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it looks pretty nice, right? Design LAFB tag there, plenty of different color options. Uh, use our, use a code LAFB and get 25% off. So it's only 30 bucks. You know, it's not bad, but Hey, 25% off, save you a little coin. And then we know you actually listened to the show and you went and, went and got yourself one. So, Head over to LAFBnetwork.com right now and get one of those. Um, yeah, love that. So, all right. Any snubs you saw, Skinny T, on this team? Well, it, you know, it, it just reminded me. I'm, I'm re-watching Ted Lasso and uh, oh, uh, Danny Rojas has just come on. And those guys, those Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua are, are Danny Rojas. And, and oh. Puka kind of looks like him a little bit too in a way. So I think that's football that's is life, baby. <laughs> hey, real quick, Danny Rojas story. So back, uh, this was probably two years ago now when I was still working in restaurants. I worked at a restaurant called Granville. You know it, obviously, but Granville here in Pasadena. And um, I saw this guy, obviously, Puka Nakua was not a thing yet, but I saw this guy that looked like Danny Rojas, like outside the restaurant. We, we'd actually had a good amount of celebrities come in there. And I was like, no way, no way. That's Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso. And, and so I'm kind of like, 
creeping a little bit, like trying not to stare, kind of looking. And, and then he goes to check in with the hostess. And so I make sure I'm like in earshot to hear what he says, his name. And of course it is him. He says, it's like not Danny Rojas, his real name. Um, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's him. His character is him in real life. Like the nicest guy, huh. all smile. He went to sat, sat at the bar to wait for his, like the rest of his party was just like talking with everyone, drinking like a lemonade, like just such a down to earth, cool dude. Um, who actually like loves soccer and, and loves acting. So it was so cool. And you know, Ted Lasso, as everyone knows, one of my favorite shows. So yeah, football is life. It's it's it still tickles me. I've been in LA for five years and I I love the celebrity sightings. Actually, I saw Mina Kimes uh on uh on New Year's Eve. So another another celebrity sighting. Yeah. She didn't just this past like four days ago. She didn't recognize you from meeting us on Radio Row. Like she reps our T-shirt. She didn't recognize you. Yeah, I know. Can you believe? Did you it? tell her that? Like, oh, the no, our no, Bobby Tree no. shirt. No, she was with her husband. I uh, didn't want to bother. But <laughs> smart. smart. Anyway, was this was this uh, at a restaurant or uh, at a friend's? Not to pry. Yeah, hippo, hippo on uh, Figueroa. I was or sitting. That place is great. I had gone to the pizza place. Yeah, I had gone to the pizza place that's right next door to it, and uh, yeah, she she was there. So yeah, love it. All right. Well, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Celebrity signs in LA. It's an everyday thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So S- S- snubs, the biggest one to me, the most obvious one to me, and this could be a little controversial because Bobby Wagner is still great, but I think Ernest Jones, you know, there's only, there's only two spots uh, for linebackers on the roster. Fred Warner got one deservedly. So had another great year. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I think Ernest Jones, I'm an Ernest Jones guy. I don't think he gets enough credit for how consistent and excellent uh, of a player he really is. And he's actually having one of the best years of his career as well. Uh, more sacks. I think he's up around four sacks right now and 145 tackles setting the franchise record, which is it's kind of mind blowing to think about how long this franchise has been around. And he's the, maybe the best linebacker, middle linebacker in history of, of Rams history. I, um, but that that's, that's just one that, I'm going to pound my chest for Ernest Jones uh, always, but this one just kind of clear and obvious that I think that uh, that's the the most obvious one. What do you think? Yeah, I, I uh, agree with you, but what's interesting, and this is what's hard about the Pro Bowl, right? Like you, some of it, you look at the stats and that's obviously a, a big indicator. And then some of it is like eye test, right? And I think when you just think elite linebackers, you think Fred Warner is like, if not the best in football, for sure the best in the NFC. Um, but if you go purely off stats, then you you would put Wagner and Ernest Jones and leave Fred Warner out because both of them had more tackles, had more sacks, more all of that. Uh, Bobby Wagner actually is second in the entire NFL, first in the NFC, and then and then Ernest Jones is a little bit more down. So ironically enough, if you go by stats, Fred Warner would actually be out. I don't think I do think he is one of the best backers in football. So I have no qualms with him being there, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, you only have two spots. So I agree. I think it's a snub purely because of how great Ernest Jones has been this year. Um, What's exciting is, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, he's only in what year three right now. Um, And so he's just going to continue getting better being the leader of this defense. Um, And he'll, he'll get his pro bowl very, very soon. It definitely could have been this year, but when you're going against two legends like Warner and Wagner, it's, it's going to be hard to, to break through, but I think it's, it's coming soon. So I agree. It's a snub. I don't think it was a terrible snub because of the two guys that they did choose deservedly. So as well, ironically, all three in the same division, Um, you know, a division that's always talked about as, you know, 
whatever quarterback play, which obviously has been down this, well, not really down, I guess Stafford and Purdy both made it too. So um, going into the year, look to be down. And, uh, and then you got the, the backers too being elite guys. So yeah, I agree a snub, but I also like, I understand when you look yeah. at who made it. So one, one last stat for, for Bobby Wagner. I want to throw out there just cause it's amazing. Two missed tackles on the year. Yeah, per pro football reference, missed tackle numbers uh, as a stat are kind of across the board, but that's really impressive. When it's when it's said and done, take Lawrence Taylor out of it. You can never have him in a conversation. Obviously, does Bobby Wagner go down as like one of, if not the greatest linebacker of all time? He's definitely got to be up there. You know, it's got to be up there. Yeah, and we can claim him now because he he played one year with the Rams. There you go. Yeah. Beautiful thing. <laughs> Any other snubs? The only other people I would uh, like to shout out as possibilities are the interior linemen. Um, yep. Kevin Dotson and, and Steve Avila, I think, are are, are good candidates uh, in there. I think the the people that they picked are are also very good. So it's kind of, but you know, you think about Kyron Williams getting in; those guys have a lot to do with it. You know, he's he's leading; he's now leading all running backs in yards before contact, uh, which means the those guys are just moving people out of the way. So. Uh, I'd show I'd shout those two guys out as well. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, a little Rob Havenstein love, I think as well is due, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was kind of in a uh, big wit shadow there for a long time. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, uh, but he's really emerged as a leader on the team. Definitely. And one of their, one of their best, uh, you know, and you could see when he did miss, uh, when he did miss time, it was, it was not, it was not pretty. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I agree, you know, guards also only three taken, um, so the three guards for those who don't know, Zach Martin of the Cowboys, Chris Lindstrom of the Falcons, Landon Dickerson of the Eagles. Um, you know, it's all again deserving. It's hard to quantify, you know, I think guard play, like how you quantify or qualify who is more valid than the other. But we know how good Kevin Dodson and Steve Avila have been. And and Steve Avila has been fantastic as a rookie and is just only going to get better. Kevin Dotson, I think, is more of a surprise that they got so late and how good he's been and how important he's been for this team. And uh, just an absolute home run pickup during training camp from the Steelers, um, him and Witherspoon separately, but, you know, the same time period. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's, yeah, no uh, no kicker snubs for the Rams in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think they got it right on the kickers. Yeah. Um, maybe next year, maybe next year we'll have a different kicker so. that uh, is contending for a Pro Bowl spot. Um, so, yeah, hats off to the big four that made it. Uh, Ernest Jones, Steve Avila, hopefully we'll see their names. Kevin Dotson next year, potentially. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Donald, go ahead. Let me ask you this question. Do you watch the Pro Bowl? No. Have you? Yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> I used to. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was kind of fun to see everybody out there, but yeah. Doesn't it, I feel like it like changes every year, the format. Like, wasn't one year it was like flag football? Or it's was flag that just football one of the, like, again. It, yeah. So it's not even like tackle anymore. So here's my idea to to, to fix the Pro Bowl is um, whatever position you're selected for, you have to play the opposite position on defense or offense. So that'd be interesting. Like, I don't know what I don't know what a quarterback would would turn into like a safety or something. Maybe it's just all time like there's just a quarterback, um, and then like you know sunshine like, from one of the Titans. Yeah, exactly. Just lining up, decking people. Why do you Why do you think, in your opinion, <clears throat> why is the Pro Bowl so almost unwatchable 
but like the NBA All-Star, the NHL All-Star, the MLB All-Star, people still love those. I'm not saying I yeah, do, I, but like actually people do. Well, in, in baseball, at least, they made it worth something. Whoever, whichever side wins gets the home field advantage. Yeah. Um, I hate, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's, you know, it, it's such a competitive sport. It's such a hard sport to play. It's so like, and if, if football is just, you know, like if somebody gets hurt in the pro bowl, you know, at a certain point, just people stop trying in the NBA. At the very least, you get just like wild scores. I don't, I haven't watched the, the NHL uh, skills competition, I think is better than the all-star game. That's really yeah. cool to watch fastest shot and stuff like that yeah yeah super cool and they've like they've changed their format too a few times and now they have like four different teams that they do like three on three tournaments which is actually kind of fun um quickly if you're on radio on 1090 thanks for hanging out with us we're gonna take a quick break be back with more la football talk uh, right after this so keep the dial right there on 1090 but yeah i i think part of it maybe is too because obviously the way i mean they used to have it at the very end of the season and they tried to then change it the week between the championship games and the Super Bowl so they can get more viewers. But then you have a lot of the top players that don't play in it because they're in the Super Bowl the next week. They're obviously not going to play in the Pro Bowl. So I don't know if that ended up being counterintuitive because like, oh, yeah, there's a week in between where maybe we'll get more viewers because it'll mean more. But then a lot of the top players that are Pro Bowlers are not playing because they're in the Super Bowl. So I don't know. I don't really. There's always talks of what to do. They've tried like doing team captains and they've tried doing different things and they've added like dodgeball to the skills thing. I, I think it's just, it, it is what it is, right? It's just a, it's the pro bowl. It's, it's an honor to get voted into it. And then the actual game, like no one will care about it. Like, Oh, well it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's just because there's only, <clears throat> you know, 16 or 17 regular season games where the, that feels so heightened in our minds that anything yeah. less than that kind of level of competition is just going to like feel a little bit uh, uh, fraudulent or something like that. Yeah, that too. And the other three leagues, it's all in the middle of the season in the NFL. You just can't do that. You can't just like take a break in week nine for the pro bowl. <laughs> like That's just not going to happen. So whereas those it's like, Oh cool. It's the all-star break. Uh, you know, it's a fun big event. Whereas, you know, pro bowls and it used to be in Hawaii and now it's in Orlando. Like that's a letdown too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Orlando is cool. Don't get me wrong. If you have a kid, like Disneyland's cool, but or Disney World's cool, but like, yeah, Hawaii's much cooler. D- oh, yeah, definitely. They should do it like, like some of obs- like Wichita. They they should start changing it up a lot, like how the draft goes all over now. Like, let's put the Pro Bowl in like Saskatchewan, Canada, or something. <laughs> or, or just play Canadian football rules. Ooh, okay. Now we're talking. I mean, spring football kicks off like a week after that with this new UFL. So maybe they do something. I don't know. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. All right, moving on. Congrats to the Rams Pro Bowlers. Let us know your thoughts. Hit us up on Twitter, RL Anderson, LAFB, Ryan Dyer, LAFB, or Rams underscore LAFB, or LAFB Network. A lot of of accounts got to always rattle off. Um, All right, next up on the docket, let's talk quickly about this uh, NFL PA vote, shall we? and we were discussing a little bit before we started uh, hit that record button, but uh, something like 1700 players in the NFL PA all voted for the top assistants. Um, I'm sure there's a full list out there. Haven't, uh, haven't looked or or dug that hard, but we know the top five. They're only going to release. They're only going to release the top five. They don't want like, you know, people to know who's number Um, 32. (laughs) That's smart. That's actually really smart. Yeah. You don't want to be like, wow, my I'm 32. That sucks. Yeah. Um, okay. So only the top five release. Good to know. 
Um, Raheem Morris, Rams defensive coordinator, voted fifth best coordinator in the NFL. Your thoughts, Skinny T, on that? You know, we were talking well, about... Let me, uh, our... sorry, oh. before you go, let me just say the top five. So Aaron Glenn of the Lions was one. Steve Wilkes, the Niners, two. Dan Quinn of the Cowboys, three. Brian Flores of the Vikings, four. And then Raheem Morris, five. Now go ahead. Yeah, I th- so similarly to our Stafford conversation, there are tons of Rams fans that have been, uh, you know, crying for Raheem Morris to get fired. I haven't been, I haven't been as active on Twitter this year as I was in the previous couple of seasons. Um, so I don't know if that, that fever pitch, uh, calling for his head is, is still out there, but, um, it seemed like, you know, everybody thought that this guy didn't know what he was doing. He, he's not kind of in that, uh, coaching class of defensive gurus or geniuses. Um, but you know, you think about how long his career has been and how well-respected he is among coaches. Um, and now it's obvious that he's so well-respected among, uh, players as well. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, he's just been through, he's been through every single tree. He's ran every single defense. He's coached on offensive side for a little while. Um, and you know, he, what all that means is in this respect, now as well is he's a great head coach as well he's not just he's not just a well let's throw brandon staley under the bus more he's not just a brandon staley who's got fantastic ideas about defense but executing and rolling that out and getting players buy-in um he's great at all of those things as well you know i've seen him out at training camp and he's always got a big smile on his face he's always having a good time he's interacting uh personally with um, each player, you know, he's, he's working with the DBs super closely. He's coaching, um, and he, and he's doing it all with a great attitude and, 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 and he's got the buy-in of every one of those guys on there. And, and this is just his, just the most beautiful example of it is this year. And we've yeah. talked about it plenty. Um, and the fact that this, the, the, the guys on that are on this roster, um, are playing as well as they are is just a testament to exactly why he's number five on this list. hundred percent. I mean, the, the 2023 season is the, the piece de resistance, the, the symphony of, um, of Raheem Morris's, I think coaching probably his entire coaching career, but for sure as a coordinator with the Rams, uh, and just, you know, what an incredible guy, uh, everyone that talks about him speaks so highly. And so it's no surprise that he's in the top five. And I would be personally shocked if he's not a head coach uh, in heading into 2024, uh, I just think he's deserved it. I'll be bummed <clears throat> because I, I've loved him here in LA and, and think he's obviously a great coordinator um, to your, what you were saying earlier. I think finally Rams fans have, have for the most part have cooled a little bit, but there still is a, a there still is a good contingent that uh, don't buy into him being good. So for whatever reason, there's still a, a, a good amount that still think he should be fired after every second quarter uh, of, of week play. Um, but I guess Darian Kendrick is, is distracting them and they get to yell at him for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or they blame Raheem Morris for Darian Kendrick, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But you know, not a lot of options, but just with, with, with what this roster was that he had to work with. But anyway, so hats off to coach raw uh, fifth in that voting. I still, we were talking before, like, I don't really know how that voting works. Um, 
because I assume you just vote for like your coach unless you really don't like him. Uh, but how do you know, like, oh, this uh, coordinator of a team I've never played for? Yeah, although for him, he seems my buddy's on the team and he says he likes him. So I don't really know how that voting works, what the system is, but hey, we'll take it for what it is. <laughs> Yeah, well, and every industry is, is is a small world, and I imagine that football is a very, very small world when once you get inside there. So, you know, everybody's trading stories, everybody's texting back and forth, people are moving around different teams. So, um, yeah, I would like to see the vote the vote totals, though. Uh, you know, that would be really interesting. Yeah, Release like, the vote totals. <laughs> like he had three first place votes, and that gives him enough for first place. Like yeah, exactly. What, is, what does that include? But, um. I think what's cool too about this Rams coaching staff, and this is a this is a testament to Sean McVay, obviously, who you know we sing his praises a lot, and rightfully so. The turnover, we talk about it. Everyone talks about it every year. The amount of turnover at the coordinator position that since McVay's gotten here has had to deal with, and yet maybe last year was the most disconnected it's been, and part of that was McVay even said due to himself, his own disconnection, kind of with his own coaching philosophy and and temperament. But overall, throughout his tenure, and for sure this year, it's like this, the coaching staff is always seems just so connected, which is so important. I think in any any leadership role, any business you're in, like you got to have your staff, you know, all on the same page and connected or else, you know, you're just never going to be successful or, or you can mask things for a little bit, but eventually the wheels are going to come off which is, I think, what we saw last year. There was not that connectivity from top to bottom. Obviously, there was with, you know, McVay and, and Raheem Morris, but, you know, we saw other the, the line coach go and often the coordinator and all these different moving pieces end up leaving because it just didn't have that connection. And so this year, for sure, without a doubt, the new guys they added along with the guys they already had. But <clears throat> you look at the, you know, LaFleur as the OC and Wendell as, as the um, O-line coach and, and the hell of a job he's done. And, you know, special teams quarter, we talked last episode about how it's been kind of disappointing the special teams this year, not kind of, it's been very disappointing the special teams, not just from the kicking standpoint, but this, but there seems to still be connectivity, at least with the coaching regime. So um, yeah, just long winded way of saying, you know, hats off to McVay for rebuilding this staff. And I think Raheem Morris being one of those, big time assistance is a huge piece to that connectivity of what they've been able to do. And speaking about, you know, the, the amount of coaches that have left, there are some former Rams coaches on here as well. Uh, we've got, uh, 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 John Fossil, uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, special teams coordinator. Yeah, that was, uh, one. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then, um, why, oh, Thomas Brown from the Carolina Panthers, which is kind of amazing. They actually have Carolina Panthers have by this vote uh, two guys, uh, special their special teams coordinator, and then and Thomas Brown. So the the coaching tree is represented here, uh, but that that's a, that's a weird uh, <laughs> question in the voting there. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, can we get John Fossil back? <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, that's a painful one that that we saw go. So. Um, anyway, okay, let's get uh, let's get to the game a little bit, shall we? Sure. A little bit of the backup bowl. Has there ever been a time when a number two overall pick, Carson Wentz, number three overall pick, Sam Darnold, face off against each other as both being backups? Whatever happened? <laughs> I doubt that's ever happened. It's probably occurred at some point. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's things. Kinda, what, what's crazy is when you look at the Rams with Sean McVay, They've now have 
starting for them. And there's been a few others sprinkled in there, obviously with Wolford and um, Brett Rippon for one game, but the, the majority of starts for Sean McVay, he's had three number one quarterbacks. You look at Jared Goff for his career. They had Baker Mayfield for five weeks last year. And then now Matthew Stafford being number one. And then now you get a number two overall quarterback starting a game. So he's had some high draft pick at quarterback, even though they never have a first round pick. He's always had a number one overall pick at playing quarterback. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'd never, I'd never really put that together. That's really incredible. I there's got to be some, uh, that's got to be some sort of record there. Right. <laughs> the amount of games coach for the number one quarterback. Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to look yeah. into that. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so this one, you get two number twos. I mean, what are you looking for in this game? And well, let me ask you that first. What are you looking for in this game? And then we'll get to how critical it actually is, if any at all. Um, I think they should, they should still be attempting to win this game. I mean, I think that, you know, whoever you trot out there, you know, we've, we've got a handful of, of the really good players rested, um, and arresting, I guess. And, you know, I, you know, you just, you just want to see, uh, you know, the, the rest of the starters playing competitive football. Um, and this is, this is still a game they should win. This is still a game that, uh, you know, the only starters on the other side that I've heard publicly announced that they're resting are, are Christian McCaffrey and, and Brock Purdy. Um, and so it, this I, I'm still just looking for a competitive game. That's that's, you know, this I don't want to see a pro ball uh, performance out there. I don't want to see, you know, just uh, a mess out there. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think number one is health. Uh, obviously, you're resting your big name guys, but the Rams, just the way they're constructed, are still going to be playing a lot of starters out of just necessity. I mean, you know, it's just a youth team. You need the experience, and and they're young, so they got legs. Um, so can't have guys getting injured in this one going into the playoffs. So number one for me is health. And number two, yeah, you still want to win this game, and this will kind of get us to this next point because, you know, you win – most likely then you have a date with the lions, which I think everyone wants to see in terms of just storylines you lose. You probably most likely have a date with the Cowboys. Now things can still change. You know, if the Eagles win and Cowboys lose or stuff like that, but seemingly it seems like it'll be a, a date with the Cowboys based on matchups. Um, I think the Cowboys close against the giants, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they should win and then they would hold that spot and the Eagles would fall uh, who they play the commanders, but the Cowboys have the tiebreakers. So, um, so I, so let me ask you this, who would you rather face in the first round? Uh, and why the lions or the Cowboys? Oh my, <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to say the lions, uh, just because, you know, we've, we've seen what the Rams look like against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, albeit that offense wasn't looking as good as it is now. um, but, you know, I think that the Dallas Cowboys are just a more complete team, whereas Detroit, their offense is definitely a bad matchup for the Rams. But I think their defense is a bad the Rams are a bad matchup for their defense. Mm -hmm. So I think that just gives them a better chance. And then you just have all the other storylines that everybody's going to be eating up from that game. Um, so in terms of a content churn, yeah, I love got to love that. <laughs> Yeah. And, you oh, know, yeah. also just, you know, the Stafford loves Detroit still. He still has a lot of uh, affection for that franchise and that town and everybody around it. So, you know, just a just a nice moment for him, some some closure. And and uh, if he if he can beat them, even even 
even sweeter for him, I guess. And then yeah. got the 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 got the and and McVeigh thing, just how it ended and how how weird that is. Uh, you know, let's see him let's see him shake hands at, at midfield and you know a little bit of an affection still in their eyes, I suppose. Yeah, which I think uh, we've heard that they've off like. Uh, behind the scenes of like kiss and made up and everything's all good, but it'll be nice to see at midfield that happen. Um, you know, for me, obviously the storylines, it absolutely Rams Detroit is the game you want. Um, so I'm going to give you like three scenarios here. Um, I mean, it's, it's the fun game. Obviously Stafford goes back to Detroit, Goff McVay, you said it all. I don't need to keep repeating it. That's the game. Everyone in the country wants to see, cause it'd be so much fun. And it'd just be a really fun football game with the way both these offensive plays, the, the coaching staff of all these teams. I mean, you talk about awesome coaching staffs. I mean, these are two of the best in football in terms of just good coaching. And also just in terms of like fun, like, content between these coaches between what dan campbell aaron glenn and ben johnson and then obviously mcveigh and coach rod and, and lafleur out here so um and in terms of matchup for me i also would rather see the lions and a little different than you i'm not necessarily disagreeing with you but i i personally think the lions are a more complete better team but the cowboys are so dominant at home like if, if the Rams could get the Cowboys on the road, if the Rams had the home game and it was the Lions or Cowboys at SoFi, I'd rather play the Cowboys because the Cowboys are like a different team on the road. I know they just won in that controversial game on the road, but they're a much different team on the road. At home this year, they have been just dominant, specifically the offense going off. And I totally agree. Like this is a t- different Rams team than when they played them back in week, whatever that was. And, you know, the offense looks different in terms of actual personnel being healthy and just in terms of how they've been playing. But I just, that matchup at home, I don't love because Dallas and the big D has played so well this year. And I think the Rams can match up better with the lions in a Detroit setting that has all these storylines, has all this, you know, fun going into it. And it's not as restrictive, if you will. So, um, and then the last part of it though, then there's part of me just as a pure kind of, fan of the game of football that really wants the lions to at least win one playoff game. Cause it's been so long and they the city deserves it. They've been trying the, the, the turnaround they've had since Dan Campbell got there. And so then there's part of me is like, Oh, I kind of want the Rams to play the Cowboys somehow beat the Cowboys, the lions win their game. And then both teams meet later in the playoffs. So at least the lions got their one win, maybe two, and maybe they win the NFC title, whatever the, then the bracket looks like after that. But there's part of me that wants that, so it's not like, oh, man, we got to knock the Lions out of the playoffs right away. Like, I'd rather see them after they win a game, the city gets some love, and then they can the Rams can beat them and move on. So, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's that. It would be nice to see them uh, get a little bit of success, uh, especially for Goff as well, you know, always close to uh, all, all uh, Rams fans' hearts. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's – the, the scenario in which they fall to a seventh requires a loss to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a win from the Packers, I believe is the, this, that scenario. So, I mean, it seems like that almost, I mean, it, it seems almost more likely that they're going to end up at, well, I don't know. I mean, who's, who's it's such, I hate week 18. <laughs> it's, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, how do you even pick these games? How to, you know, how does it, how does it shake out? And, I mean, we've seen we've seen Carson Wentz on a good football team, um, and they won the 
the Super Bowl. Uh, he won 13 games, I think. Or, well, he they played 13 games and won, yeah. I think, 11 of them uh, as, a, as a second year. Uh, we haven't seen Darnold on a, on a good football team. Um, and, you know, they, they were joking. Uh, Rams media was joking heading into it that maybe Darnold, this is Shanahan's best uh, just arm that he's ever worked with. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it just, it seems like it's, it's a, it's a Rams win just because I think the the 49ers just have a lot less to play for and they should be resting uh, a, a good chunk of their team. Whereas the Rams won't be resting uh, mm-hmm. as, as much. I think, you know, all these guys are in there. You know, Sam Darnold's not even 27 years old yet. Yeah, he's 26. It's crazy. <laughs> it's only 26. Wow. That's incredible. Um, but, uh, you know, so many, so many of the Rams defend defensive side anyway, are so young, they don't deserve rest. They should be out there. You know, exactly. <laughs> they don't need rest. <laughs> yeah. You need it. You need to keep the, keep the adrenaline going. Yeah. Um, so for that, we, we can end with this, we can give our, I mean, this is a worthless score prediction, but, um, so with that, who do you think, uh, wins this one? Uh, I, th- the, uh, the 49ers are favored by three points. Which is, I think they're playing at home, right? Yeah, they they're are, playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it, it. They're just calling it a pick 'em, basically. That's on not on a neutral site. Uh, I think the over under was like forty eight and a half or something like that. Um, yeah. Let's you know, let's just uh, let's have a fun game. It's going to be thirty one thirty. Rams. Nice, love that. Um, I'm going Rams as well because of what you just said. I just think they have a little bit more to play for. Um, you never want to go into the playoffs with a loss, but you know, Niners are they're locked the one seat up. Um, even if they play some of their starters, they should be not playing after the you know the first half or whatever. And the Rams outside of their big guys, like you know, it, I think it means something having that six seed uh versus the seven seed and, and going in with some momentum with that as well. So, um, and we didn't even talk about Puka Nakua. Uh, I think he gets the record on Sunday. I think he probably only plays two or three possessions, breaks it then, and then he comes out. He's too valuable. Yes, everything I just said, this game means something, but you don't risk guys like that that are going to have a huge say in what their success is in the playoffs. Um, so, But I do think they get the win. I was on a uh, crossover live show last night, and I believe I predicted 23-17 Rams, so I'll stick with that, which I believe puts them uh, at the under, if my math is correct. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so there you go. Both got the Rams winning, going into the playoffs as the sixth seed, which would probably give them a date with Detroit in uh, Motor City. There we go. I was like, what's the nickname again? In the Motor City, um, which would be a blast. But let's get this game first. We'll have plenty of playoff talk. We got plenty of content up at LAFBnetwork.com. All of our Rams coverage stuff, everything is up there. So make sure to go check that out. Give us a like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're not there, head to Rams LAFB. That's where you find the YouTube page or just go to LAFBnetwork.com or anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Rams Skinny and you will find us. Thank you all for hanging out. For Ryan Skinny T. Anderson, I'm Ryan Dyrud. Everyone have a great weekend. Go Rams. We'll talk to you all next week.